Welcome to Our Shoreline, Your Horizon, a podcast by Dan Casey, featuring business and economic development news from St. Clair County, Michigan. Stretch your horizons in the beautiful shoreline communities of St. Clair County, home to one of the nation's busiest international border crossings. Learn more at edascc.com. Hello, I'm Dan Casey with the Economic Development Alliance of St. Clair County, Michigan. And thank you for tuning in to the EDA's Our Shoreline, Your Horizon podcast. Today, I will be talking about one of my favorite topics, how to prepare students in K-12 for careers in technical fields. It's very clear that people graduating with bachelor's degrees generally earn higher incomes, and that's what we're all about in economic development. These days, probably due to the limited availability of labor in the market and also the cost of higher education, many young people are turning to careers that require little or no education after high school. And jobs are plentiful. Young people can start working right away and still earn certificates or degrees online as they work. I'd like to welcome today's guest, Pat Yannick, who is the Director of Career and Technical Education at St. Clair County Regional Education Service Agency. That's quite a mouthful, Pat. We uh, lovingly call it RESA. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. So February is Career and Technical Education Month, as designated by our governor the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity, and the Michigan Department of Education. So we're all about celebrating CTE. During the month, students of all ages are encouraged to explore CTE programs and the hands-on learning experiences that can help prepare them for high-skill, good-paying jobs and sustainable careers in the workplace. So Pat, let's dive right into what I think is probably your favorite topic too. What exactly is CTE? And what are some of the programs and training that are offered here in St. Clair County? Sure. So CTE stands for Career and Technical Education. Previously, people may have known it by vocad or vocational education. And the difference between today's career and technical education and vocational education, the skills part, the technical part is still very similar. but Probably right in about the middle 96, 97, 98, we began rethinking that whole approach. And the reason for career and technical education is we began to see how important it was for us to include academics and employability skills along with the technical or the vocational. And so there was a rebranding of the program, and we went from the traditional vocational education and rebranded to CTE, or Career and Technical Education, at St. Clair County RESA. We like to say our mission at at St. Clair Tech is for students to to gain the technical, academic, and employability skills that they need to be successful in their career of choice. And hopefully go right into the workplace. Absolutely. Or on to college. I mean, there's all kinds of options for people depending on the career pathway. So let's talk a little bit about what kind of programs you offer at RESA. Okay, so at RESA, we have a county technical education center, or what is referred to as an an area center. It serves all the students in St. Clair County from the high schools in our area. 11th and 12th graders can go there for one or two years, depending on the program. And at the technical education center, the idea is to put the programs that are, are more expensive there so that locally we're not duplicating really expensive equipment all around the county. Put it all in a central location, 
bus the students there, and then back to their high school. So the students that go there, juniors and seniors, are there for half a day. We've got in our building the industrial side of the house. We've got our manufacturing, which would be welding, metal machining, and engineering and robotics. Along with that, we have construction trades, collision, and automotive technology. The rest of the programs that we have there would be uh, we've got digital media, we've got computer programming, culinary arts, cosmetology, health careers. I think I've got them all covered. But what a lot of people may not know is around the county, Yale has business program there. We've got KPAC has an ag program. St. Clair and Marine City both have accounting and business. And Port Huron Northern has business, accounting, and marketing. So those students are able to take those programs right in their high school and not have to leave and get on a bus. I know that my brother went through the auto tech program many years ago. And from that, he was accepted into, I think today it's called Northwest in Ohio. So he went for an additional two years, graduated with essentially an associate's degree, and then went to work in the automotive industry for a couple of years working at dealerships, and then got into the tech center at, at the time it was Chrysler, today it's Stellantis. And he's been off and running ever since. And so he went from doing basic auto tech to HVAC to now he does like most of their welding in their R&D lab. So that's a success story that I often relate to people because that's really a career pathway that, we're, that, we, that people could be and, gar- and, uh, gaining. And I love that visual because people, they, they get concerned. And they, they think, well, if my son takes the automotive or my daughter takes the automotive program, then they're going to be working on cars for the rest of their life. And that's not necessarily true, especially with the way the economy and the market continue to evolve. Yeah, we were at ZF today and saw a lot of what they're going to be moving into with e-mobility. And so those jobs are going to change. They're going to evolve. And what employers are looking for, yes, they're looking for employees, workers with those skills, but they're also looking at employees that are good at learning new skills, learning to think and solve problems, make good decisions, show up for work on time, a good team player, and the skills will change from time to time. That's not going to be a problem. Yeah, they they often are changing. And speaking of auto tech, one of the big challenges we're going to have over the next several years is this conversion to EV vehicles, which is considerably different from, say, the ICE maintenance and whatever of ICE vehicles. And so we're just beginning to, to tussle with how are we going to train a new generation of technicians to work on EVs while we also still need technicians to work on the ICE vehicles. That I was really excited to get to see what they were doing at ZF and, and to see some of their demonstrations there. My background is automotive. I taught automotive. I may have taught your brother. If he went to Sinclair or the the skill center, probably. What's interesting, so as I'm walking through and I'm talking to one of their technicians, I'm able to point out things that are similar to me on the ICE vehicles, the internal combustion engine, and the differences. And so for those technicians that are out there that have been working a while, they're going to make the transition. That's not going to be a problem. But what we're going to be faced with is the challenge of teaching the new technician about the electric vehicle, as well as are they going to need to know also 
how to take care of the internal combustion vehicle that's still out there. That's going to be a challenge. Yeah, because the EVs are obviously electric-based, so that's a little different skill set, right? Right. So what are some of the benefits to students for going through these programs? So the thing that I like to say to a parent or a student is by taking career and technical education, the first thing we're looking for is career exploration, allowing students the opportunity to explore and figure out what it is they like to do, they're interested in, and what I like to say is what they can become passionate about. Once we connect a student with something they're passionate about, then the rest of education begins to make sense to them. They begin to understand why it's important that I'm able to read and locate information and do the math that's required at work. And all of a sudden, things start to come together for them because they're doing within the context of something that's of interest to them. You know, uh, as you were answering that question, something occurred to me, which is that you're constantly reviewing and updating your programs because there are changes in the marketplace, changes in technology, the interests of students change. So for example, one of the careers of the future is going to be working in virtual reality, for example. So tell us a little bit about that process and and, and what you do to make sure that your programs are relevant. We have all of our programs in CTE in the state of Michigan are required to have advisory committees. These are people that are in an industry that meet with our teachers and our staff a couple times a year, and they keep us informed on what they're seeing in their industry, the changes. They review our curriculum, and they say, you know what? It's time, like automotive. It's t- we don't need to rebuild engines anymore. We need to be spending more time on electronics or fuel injection, engine performance. But they guide us and direct us in that direction. And at the same time, our teachers are going to workshops and seminars. They're meeting together. And so they're staying up to date. They're seeing the new things that are out there and coming back and saying, hey, I think we need to add this in or that in. Okay, we'll take it to your advisory, bring back a recommendation, and we'll see what we can do. But then the other thing would be the students, you know, the student coming in that's interested in learning whatever the new technology is. And then last of all, in Michigan, um, we're in the process right now of going through all of the state-approved programs in Michigan and updating the curriculum statewide using advisory uh, committees that include larger representation of industry. Um, We're also looking at adding industry credentials into all state programs, even if we don't have a credential right now, if we can't find one, developing one so that Every single program in Michigan has an industry credential the student can leave with that demonstrates the skill and knowledge they have to, that makes them employable. So yeah, I imagine keeping the curriculum up to date and also your equipment in those technical fields has to be pretty much up to date too, doesn't it? We are usually several years behind whatever, you know, if I'm thinking automotive, we're not going to have what the dealership has today, and we don't need to have what the dealership has today. But we better have something that's not too many years behind it. Otherwise, when our students go there, they're not going to know how to use the equipment in that facility. Let's talk a little bit about the students themselves and the benefits of the program in terms of their graduation, their employability, and then whatever comes next if they're going to a college or whatever. So, how do students perform generally as a result of CTE? So. Recently, I just saw a report a few weeks ago 
that to me, we watch these closely because what we're concerned about is when a parent asks us, is my son or daughter going to get hurt in some way by taking the time out of their school day to take CTE? And it's actually just the opposite. Um, Right now in the state of Michigan, statewide, students that have had CTE experience to where they're at least what we call a concentrator, in other words, they've had more than just a semester, but if they're a concentrator or if they complete a program, they graduate high school at 96%. Statewide, it's about 82 or 83%, somewhere in that area of the students graduate on time. Um, As far as going to college, uh, same thing. 80% of our kids go on to college. Um, They're more likely to do well, uh, especially in a certificate or associate degree program. In other words, their persistence rate is higher. What's interesting is once you get to a bachelor's degree or higher, there's a higher number of high school graduates that didn't take CTE that are successful there. But I attribute that to those are the students that were planning to go to the university level for a four-year degree anyway. Students that take CTE do well, whether they're going right to work or whether they're going on to college, especially if they stay in their area of study. And speaking of going to college, you also have a technical middle college program. Tell me about that because that's really exciting. Wow. So students, when they come to us as juniors, have the choice in eight of our programs that align with programs at SC4, St. Clair County Community College, have the opportunity to stay in high school for a 13th year and potentially graduate from high school with an associate degree at no cost to them. One of my favorites is our manufacturing programs. So our welding, metal machining, and robotic students, they can take, continue to take their classes at St. Clair Tech for two years, but then they start taking their classes at the community college. And when they leave the community college, they're leaving with an associate degree in manufacturing, not a certificate in welding or just a certificate in welding. So they've been trained in CNC and robotics and CAD as well as welding, uh, which I just think gives them a much better, well-rounded education when they're leaving community college. And they can take that associate degree and broker that into a bachelor's degree and transfer. So essentially, they're getting the associate degree in half the time. Absolutely. And the cost is? Zero. Zero. It is all paid for. Through a partnership, I should say, that the state of Michigan, the local district, and the community college, and RESA all help provide the funding for that. We couldn't do it without help from our community. That's an amazing program, and it's just one example of the value that Reese's is bringing to the community. And of course, you have a millage that supports your operation, which is absolutely essential. But without you, I'm not sure where we would be in these days where our labor force is, is so tight and we have companies that are just struggling to find people. So um, thank you to you and your, your talented team for what you do for the community. And I'm sure I'm going to ask you to come back on the podcast again so we talk more specifically about some of those programs. I'd love to do that. To our listeners, I just wanted to say that EDA's programs, services, and our mission is all about creating prosperity for people, communities, and businesses, and that's what Pat and I just got done talking about. EDA is financially supported by many companies and communities. Feel free to contact me if you have more or if you want more information about membership with EDA. 
Meanwhile, thank you to our many members for your leadership and support. I'm Dan Casey with the EDA of St. Clair County, and we hope you'll join us again for the next podcast of Our Shoreline, Your Horizon. Thanks for listening. To hear more, visit the podcast page at WGRT.com or find Our Shoreline, Your Horizon on your favorite podcast app.